this week we are yet again doing another lunchbox reviews and we are going to be talking about the fourth episode of wandavision that came out just this past friday um and i am joined by the lovely michelle and lou and sadly we're missing alex this week he's not feeling so great so drop him a get well soon in the comments and uh send him good vibes so let's uh hop right into it um this week's episode of wandavision so we're gonna start off by just saying whether or not we like the episode and whether that changed uh any of our opinions of whether or not we like the overall show um does anyone want to start us off yeah i can start it off uh this so far is my favorite episode out of all of it it makes episode one and two even better now because you know how i wasn't really a big fan of episode one and two but then episode three came and sort of liked it more and then this episode came out and it's my favorite uh because of the fact that the way it was treated i i was hoping hoping to finally see what was going on in the other side and this episode gave me that and like some other shows i think maybe lost has done it uh back to the future for sure where you see the, right. the other perspective mm-hmm. and it's like so meta that they were also just watching the shows like we were like episode one or three and discussing it the way we were discussing it so i thought that was really really awesome and kind of smart and I love it. Cool. I'll go next because I just echoing Lou. I agree. Um, as we all know, I wasn't a huge fan of really the show. Period. <laughs> Up to this point, um, this episode really it it did a lot for me. It it, it helped a lot. Um, the thing I'm gonna touch on the same thing Lou said, but the thing that for me is like the most amazing is now I feel like I'm unraveling the mystery with the characters. So seeing Jimmy Woo having that board of questions honestly reminds me of the notes I take each episode. And that like really, I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of that question. Like, that's a good question. I, I didn't think of that. And, you know, I feel like we're really in the mystery with them. And I just think that's a really fun kind of new perspective on the show. And of course, this is the first episode. It really does feel like a Marvel thing. So for yeah. me, it feels good. It feels like what I was expecting. And I'm, I'm excited moving forward for sure. Awesome. Okay, so um, I'm going to disagree with the both of you. <laughs> um, you, you both had like awesome points and I do agree on some level, but for me it was, I, I didn't really like the episode. To be honest, I was kind of bored all the way through. Um, the only exciting thing that happened was like getting to know that Geraldine was actually Monica. Um, we're going to spoil it anyway, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was kind of just like, I enjoyed a lot of the intrigue that they were building through episodes one to three. And I kind of felt like they just let it all go all at once, way too quickly. I felt like there could have been a little bit more room to kind of develop that uh, that level of suspense that you like really, really want to figure out what's going on, but like the show's not giving it to you yet. Um, and yeah, they just let it go too quickly. And I was kind of like, ah, um, like, as you guys said, like, it's nice that they're letting some of the answers go now. Um, but yeah, I'm blanking. I wanted to say something else, but it'll come to me. 
I do agree with you though. At a certain point, that it was really quick. Like it was like, holy shit! It's <laughs> yeah. They're telling me shit now. I was like, what episode is this? But yeah, I still love. I disagree. But... I actually straight up disagree with that. Um, yes, they answered a lot, but I think there's a lot of information in the things they didn't answer. So we'll kind of get into these more, but there are questions that I know we've brought up that maybe haven't been the most burning questions, but they've been purposely left unanswered. And I think that's where the rest of the show is going to go. It's going to go actually towards answering like these additional questions that haven't been the burning questions. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I felt that way at first. I was like, okay, that seems like a lot. And then one thing hit me that hadn't been answered. And I was like, oh, that's what the rest of the show is going to be, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will we'll get to what that is yeah. and what I think that's going to be um when we kind of talk about what happened in the episode yeah for sure like I I agree with you there like obviously I know like not all of the answers are questions sorry not all of the questions are answered yet but it was yeah personally for me too much at once it doesn't mean that I don't like the show I still really really enjoy it but it was almost kind of like you know they get all the supporting actors for that one episode and it's like only them and I'm like oh okay like yeah you guys are cool but like let's get back to the superheroes please (laughs) (laughs) let's get back to the whimsy yeah let's get back to the actual fun stuff and like yeah it was too much (laughs) explaining all at once Mm -hmm. okay great so um let's do our rundown of the episode now so we're going to talk about the opening sequence which uh, revealed a lot about what was happening and very quickly we knew that it was kind of like the people were coming back from the blip. Um, does anyone want to contribute any sort of conspiracy theories <laughs> or what? Did um, they- well I don't know if I have any conspiracies yet. Okay. I have a bunch about this episode but not yet but the thing I thought was really notable this is the first time we've seen this happen. So we've heard of the aftermath of people coming back from the blip. We, it was talked about in um, Spider-Man where they're like, oh yeah, everyone's older and this and that. Everyone just showed up randomly, da, da, da. And like the, we saw it a little bit. No, we saw people being snapped. We didn't see the blip. This mm-hmm. is the first time we've seen it on film. Mm-hmm. And I like, even though I know, I knew it was going to be like that. That is terrifying. Like the thought and the way it, they made it take place in a hospital was honestly like devastating. It felt like kind of like a gut punch. Um, for me because I was just like thinking about all these extra characters that were appearing and like there was a je- the man who came back and he was looking for his wife and I was just like this is so much because we've seen the blip and we've seen it happen to the Avengers and we've seen everyone come back and it's so great and then we haven't really seen like the tragedy of the blip which we really do see firsthand through Monica and her realization that her mother passed while she was gone and that to me was real like that was really big and I think they handled it relatively well where like they threw it at us they kind of like let it sit with us and then they kind of moved forward from it but um, I just thought that was really interesting because I was curious how they were going to handle just like the fact that she's gone and she's missed so much and and what that's going to look like and I thought that scene was spectacular Mm -hmm. the second that scene ended I was like yep I'm here I'm in this episode's amazing (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure like um that scene as you said was handled really really well and I agree with essentially everything you said like it was it like for me to imagine what would happen like she was looking at her hand like Monica was looking at her hand like rematerializing like I would be like what the actual like where am I what the 
just happened? Where's my, like, she was definitely feeling all of these things and also having to deal with like the craziness of everyone appearing in that hospital. At the same that time. Insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with all of you, oh, all of what you guys are saying. Like to me, that opening scene was really what uh, got me into it. It was, I guess, to be honest, it's, I think it's the best opening scene I've seen in a while. Like, even mm. if, if you really were listening to the, like, the when she started kind of going back, you hear uh, the audio from when Captain Marvel was talking to her as a kid, as she sort yeah. of materialized back. And it's just, yeah. Michelle uh, mentioned that we saw this before in Spider-Man, but they took a more humorous approach to it. Like, uh, people were playing basketball, and all of a sudden, the band just started showing up. This one was more of like a, I guess you would call a real life situation yeah, for where sure. the panic and the chaos was just going on. And I thought it was really powerful stuff like for that opening sequence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice that that scene was there to kind of create a contrast. Like it shouldn't kind of be taken so lightly. Like, as you said, like in Spider-Man, people just like showed up and everything was a-okay. But like here, it's like, yeah, this is what would be closer yeah. to the real life situation like there would be chaos and panic as you said um mm -hmm. so actually this is a kind of a good seg segue because in the first scene we see someone rematerializing and we soon find out that she's monica rambo of sorts so what did you guys think of that um i guess that uh reveal well, we kind of discussed it last week as a thing that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So this was just like the validation of, okay, this is how it kind of plays into it. And it fully explained how, like, who S.W.O.R.D. is, what S.W.O.R.D. is, how she's part of S.W.O.R.D. Because we weren't too sure on what that was. And it was revealed that her mother is potentially one of the founders of S.W.O.R.D. She was definitely way high up in S.W.O.R.D. And then she goes back to the headquarters. And this is where my first conspiracy comes in. So I'm just going to go right into it. Yes. Um, so she's talking to the new acting director, whose name I do not remember. But they're talking about like space travel and how they had this program for astronauts and how it hasn't been going very I know, well. I know where you're going with this. OK, you say it, because I know you probably want to say it. You say it. No, it's OK. I might be wrong. <laughs> OK, so my guess, based also on the colors of S.W.O.R.D., is Fantastic Four tie-in. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was. Yeah, so I was like, okay, that's like a little nugget. That could be a potential thing. Um, so that was really exciting. Just kind of hear them talk about that and what else could be going on because they did talk a little bit about space and like all that before they revealed the fact that she's grounded and she only can do terrestrial missions right now. Um, so it's a little hint that there's like things happening in space, which I think could be Fantastic mm -hmm. Four. Mm -hmm. Um, the only thing I'm going to add to that is that um, the the new director of S.W.O.R.D. was ever, it looks sketchy as f I'm like, <laughs> oh, that <laughs> like two minutes in, me. I don't trust him already. It's like, yeah. Maybe you, because he's just a white You could have <laughs> set up this whole thing with my number one <laughs> Mephisto, but whatever. Yeah, he um, was just sketchy. That's theory. all I can add. There is a theory about that guy and comment people people watching please correct me because i have not watched agents of shield but there's a bad guy in the agents of shield who oh! shares the same last name as this dude it is it i don't remember the same actor <laughs> it's okay it's okay it's okay we'll, we'll, we'll get back to us later moving on <laughs> moving we'll on yeah. it'll come out soon okay um yeah i i don't have anything to add to that like 
Yeah. Um, so next we're going to talk about, okay, so, you know, Monica gets called down to New Jersey to see WTF is going on down there. And there she meets uh, our, our good friend, Randall Park, who Jimmy Woo, who yeah. plays Jimmy Woo. Um, thoughts about that? I want to celebrate Marvel's ability for a random callback. So this is super strange, but I don't know if you guys caught this. Jimmy Woo's little uh, business card trick was the exact trick he was trying to get Ant-Man to teach him in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I just <laughs> watched the other day. So I saw that and I was like, oh, that's so fun. It's such like a tiny, tiny detail that I'm sure has no actual like relevance to anything else. But it's like, hey, if you're a Marvel fan and you like are pretty familiar with the films, like you'll enjoy this little nugget. And I just love the timing for me because I literally just watched Ant-Man and the Wasp like a day before this episode. And I was like, oh, that's so fun. And I love him in that. I love him in general. So I'm thrilled that he's in this show now. Awesome. I, I, I really like that. See, I was just going to mention that. So I'm like, yay, he finally learned a trick. <laughs> and uh, I like that he, because I guess of his experience with dealing with superpowered individuals, like he was, you know, uh, Scott Lang's babysitter that he would, he would be used in this sort of kind of event that's uh, involved superpowered individuals. Yeah, I, I like that he's here on the show. Yeah, for sure. Like, he's just such an endearing character. Michelle and I were talking before we were recording about how he's just, he always plays this character of just being so endearing and you just want to love him. Like, he's, oh, so good. It's impossible to hate him, kind of. No, he's so cute and fun and just, like, innocent. And he's just chilling. Like, I don't know. I like he. I also really like his, like, brutal honesty. Because there was one scene where, like, um, the director of Storm was, like, making fun of him. And he was just like, yeah, he just, like, rolling with it. And I just thought it was so funny. He's like, oh, are they missing you back at Quantico? He's like, Quantico? And he's like, no, like, the baseball season's over or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. It reminds me of like 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 a middle aged like super sweet dad. Yeah, he reminds yeah. me of this. It's gonna be a weird one. He reminds me. I think it's on Reels or TikTok, but there's this like account and it's your Korean dad. And I don't know if you've seen yes! it, but it's like just this wholesome man. It reminds me of that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's go to the store. And he's just like so wholesome. It, it, yeah, he's so cute. I love it. I love Jimmy it. Woo, <laughs> wholesome FBI agent. That's it. Yeah, it's just I I hope he stays safe because. I'm worried about a wholesome character in a show. Uh, yeah. That's my concern. Um, so the whole idea of Westview, um, I would like to say, like, I, I don't follow the comics as closely as you guys. Um, I'm just really watching for the art and the fun. Um, but, you know, through the old powers of making inferences and the power of deduction, I kind of felt like my hypothesis of, you know, Wanda's doing all of this, like she's creating this reality. It's slowly kind of seeming like, you know, my hypothesis is being proven true because this town doesn't exist, which I just thought was like super weird where the policemen were like, could they not, they couldn't see it, right? They couldn't see what they, what the other two saw, like where it looked like fairly like, ransacked and like broken down buildings could they see it or am i they, they were just convinced that uh it's they're from east view they're probably from west view yeah but they were just convinced that east view so wanda i guess her magic just kind of messed with everyone's right mind or something mm -hmm. yeah but could they not see the sign that 
literally just said Westview. Westview. That was my favorite. Like, no, Westview doesn't exist. And the sign's literally yeah. right here. <laughs> okay, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was Monica's like, so you're telling me a town called Westview population, blah, 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 yeah. doesn't exist. Like the sign is right there. Yeah, yeah like, I was no, kind of confused Eastview. about that. I was like, okay, so can they not see it? Or like, what's going on? Do they read Eastview even though it says West to the rest That's of That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like they kind of, um, Jimmy and Monica had a little bit talked about it, that it's some type of selective amnesia for people who are outside of Westview. So I'm curious if like when these policemen like left, they like suddenly they couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, they like couldn't remember what it was. Because um, Jimmy was saying that his person is in the... Um, witness protection program all the people forget that they even exist oh, okay. which is really interesting so it affects people potentially very very far out who have a connection to the place and I know Jimmy and Monica were kind of like why don't we like why aren't we forgetting about it and yeah they I was just gonna like mention that like, they, they had yeah. like a feeling that why why are we knowing this why do we know that it's there right mm-hmm. so interesting and then of course our good old friend Geraldine because now we're gonna call her Geraldine (laughs) sticks her hand in and gets sucked right in and I'm like girl you should know better (laughs) like don't stick your hand into glowy things that's that's me if I see one of those glowy things I'm gonna I'm gonna poke my head in that's what I'm gonna do no I'd be the Jimmy Woo I'd be like no Lou come back yeah this is not gonna kill me I'd be Jimmy in the sense of hey, standing there being like, I know it doesn't want me in there. <laughs> and that would be me. I'd be like, it doesn't like me. I'm gonna stay over here. Yeah, for sure. I'd be a, I, I'd be a big puss bag in real life too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, nope, I know out here is safe, so I'm gonna stare right here. Um Okay, yeah. So we're gonna talk about like Darcy Lewis, like all the agents are there. Michelle, you look burning yeah. to go. Well, I'm happy because one of my theories was a little bit of a similarity between the, what was it called? The convergence or whatever from Thor Dark World and the way they'd shown this kind of shimmery thing in Mm -hmm. Westview. So in bringing in Darcy Lewis, to me, that pretty much confirms like the similarities between them because why else would you bring her in? Um, So that was thumbs up for me because I'm like, okay, my theory is, you know, mildly correct that she would show up like she correct me if I'm wrong besides Jimmy Woo she's the only other like Marvel person we've seen in other movies like show up in the show yeah right I think so yeah mm-hmm. so again a tie to the big Marvel universe and we haven't seen her I don't think since Dark World like I'm not fully caught up on all the movies in my rewatch but I haven't seen her no in, no like, she, hasn't, she hasn't appeared since Dark World no sorry so, yeah Dark World yeah um, in that time, of course, she did become a doctor of astrophysics. So good for her. She like finished her degree and stopped being an intern. Um, I'm a little disappointed her little intern boyfriend from Dark World wasn't there because he's really entertaining. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she shows up and she hops right to it doing some science and pretty much immediately finds a radio frequency. And I'm, I want to point this out because I don't know if I'm the only one who thought this. But she found the radio frequency, she tuned in, and it was partway through episode one. In my mind, that infers that there are previous episodes. Like, our episode one wasn't the first episode. And I just think that's really interesting as well, right? Because she tuned in in progress, and who knows how long it's been going. Because it's been going at least 24 hours before, because 24 hours before is when Monica slash Geraldine disappeared. Mm -hmm. 
so how many episodes are we on like what season are we on of WandaVision actually <laughs> yeah and even the uh like the the actual footage when they sh- they were looking at them that means we're still missing a bunch of parts from the episode so there could be more than the episodes that we saw right mm-hmm. but uh yeah uh the only the only uh notes actually wrote uh when we see Darcy again is that they they also just don't know what's going on because like Darcy was talking to everyone in the in the truck what what field are you in and then mm-hmm. you this guy that guy so yeah they mm-hmm. have no idea what's going on and basically they need everyone's brains yeah well we find out at the end of the episode that when Geraldine or Monica gets spat back out that it's all because of Wanda right so mm-hmm. I- I'm I'm interested to see like why she did this, which I hope will come in the later episodes. Not too fast, please. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that'll be answered pretty soon. Um, five more episodes. Is there five more? Yeah. Ooh, like almost halfway. Yeah. That's wild. Um, okay, so we already kind of talked about the show WandaVision because we see uh, Jimmy Woo and uh, Darcy Lewis tuning in. And Darcy Lewis is very into the show and very invested, yeah. which I thought was really cute. A little bit of whimsy there. Um, so we're going to talk about Agent Franklin now or the beekeeper who we see kind of crawling in and losing his tether to our reality. Um, thoughts? comments well see this is where i think that uh i still can't remember his name but the 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 new director dude has like other motives because not everybody knew that the beekeeper was going in there and then there was like many teams but he seemed to have his hand on everything so he knows more than he's letting on and uh another theory i have is like it's it's dumb but when he goes down that every all the magic is coming from below, which is, you know, where hell is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here I go again. God damn it, Mephisto. There's, okay, so I did a little reading because, like, it's me and I do a Google. Um, and just for you, Lou, there were at least six potential references to Mephisto in this episode. Some of the oh, ones yeah. I read were, like, really long shot. Like, the fact that the police officers said they were from Eastview. There's some, like, connection to the East east something east segment of hell or some crap that makes it about mephisto but just so you know like the internet is with you on really wanting it to be mephisto like my goodness it was all over like anything i read for this episode it was like talking about him so which is actually like the most obvious thing which may be wrong because it's so obvious (laughs) like even the hexagons are everywhere yeah yeah. I'm hoping Lou is right because then a little bit of my hypothesis that I made last week would also tie into it when I said that like she's not fully in control and it still seems yeah. like there's things that like the pregnancy like we were talking about like she's not fully in control of this reality that she's building but yeah. who knows we will find out soon if Memphisto is has anything to do with it um well, I was gonna well. sorry I'm just gonna say add one more thing in here before we move on um, in watching the episodes, like in um, Darcy and Jimmy watching the episodes, we do see a couple different interesting things that I wanted to point out. Number one, it's heavily edited compared to what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Number two, the commercials still exist. Yes. So that adds to my theory that the commercials are not for us, but for them, mm-hmm. those viewers. 
So I thought that was really interesting, especially because the Stark toaster commercial came right at a moment when they were interfering. Um, it was right after the snapping of the glass in Dottie's hand. You the commercial see it came to, in. Yeah, so yeah. it could be just Wanda's way of being like, hold on, pause while I like readjust what's going on. So I thought that was really interesting. Then what they did, and it kind of brings an, like, an answer to what we had talked about last week of the we are all blank. Mm. Um, everyone in there actually does live in that town and they've all been cast in the show. Um, so the agents are slowly trying to identify every single person as like who they actually are, which they do a really, really good job of, except for one notable person that they're unable to identify. Did you catch Agnes. who they were unable? Yeah. Is it Agnes? Then, oh, okay. Yeah, it's Agnes. Yeah. They could not identify her. Her name's up there. They have no idea who she is, which again, kind of, I forget whose theory it was, but Agatha Harkness or whatever. Um <laughs> I think that could really indicate that she's pulling the strings because she doesn't belong there. Unless, alternate theory, we also don't know who the person in the witness protection program was. Yeah. Who is this person? Yeah. So there's quite a, that's kind of what I had said at the start of like our filming here. Like there's so many questions that aren't answered that now become more important. And I think that's the big one. That's like, who the heck is Agnes then if we know who everyone else is? And they're just like poor denizens of this town that are trapped there and like she's willingly there like coincidentally like what's what's the sitch so also there was another person that was kind of uh missing Not there, which was Dottie. Dottie. yeah so which leads to my other way off theory of maybe Dottie also being you know maybe probably not but i was thinking clea with uh, another sorceress that's friends with uh mr dr strange and I thought she was Hydra, so like, mm. yeah. but I feel like maybe they'd be able to identify her if she was Hydra. I don't know. Well, the uh, uh, director dude, again, going back. A word is his name. Because uh, we, we all know that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been infiltrated by Hydra, right? Mm -hmm. What's mm -hmm. to say that they Sword haven't happens. infiltrated S.W.O.R.D. as well, you know? Because yeah. it seems like so true. When, mm -hmm. when he saw Monica come back it's like oh, this chick's here he's very so it's almost quick like, to like i'm gonna send you right away job. over there so you know hopefully mm -hmm. you die kind of vibes <laughs> maybe do you think that one of the missing persons could be either agnes or dotty because they weren't mentioned as being able to be identified yeah probably yeah yeah. I mean, I don't think they would do the whole missing persons and like talk about it as much of if course. it didn't come into play in some regard. So I'd be surprised if it wasn't somebody that we'd met. Mm -hmm. Even if just like slightly in passing, I'm not sure. Okay. So um, a little while ago, you were talking about interference and the relationship to whenever that would happen, there would be a commercial. Um, speaking of interference, we see what came about uh, because of Jimmy Woo speaking into the radio. Um, anyone want to share their thoughts about that? I don't know if, like, seeing the radio from the other side really did anything at this point. Yeah. Like, I'm actually not sure. I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that was kind of what we thought it was going to be. It was someone from the outside trying to contact her, da, 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 da. The only part that I found kind of interesting was they had 
uh, Darcy had mentioned that Wanda washes her dishes every single episode. So they were planning to contact her through the radio in her kitchen. I just find it really interesting that there happened to be a radio at this random like luncheon. So I don't know if somehow maybe Wanda does want to be contacted a little bit. And that's why there's a radio there. It just huh? seems very fortuitous that it would be right there. What? People can't listen to music by the pool, Michelle? What is this? I don't know. Just it it was right there. There were no Bluetooth speakers. There were radios. True. <laughs> that was the only thing that I found weird. But I guess they can listen to music. The only thing I found weird, yeah, because like you were mentioning, uh, they were waiting for her to do the dishes in the kitchen, but for some reason they they have her like by the pool, and that's where Jimmy Wee contacts her. So oh, I thought yeah. that was just kind of weird. Yeah. I literally have nothing to add because like I said, this episode was super boring for me. I was like, yeah, okay, like that's what happened. Cool. Let's move on. Um any more thoughts before we move on or are we good? Okay. So um we are coming near the end of our discussion. Um again, we see the showdown between Monica and Wanda. Um, which honestly happened in the last episode, so I don't even know why we're talking about it. Um, but does anyone have any thoughts about that? Um, so my only thing with that uh, scene is just like for the the artsy reasons, where again they they start off from the TV with like the 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 lines, and then all of a sudden it goes from like four by three to sixteen by nine, and then it starts to get clearer, and I. That was just kind of, I was just marveling at the technical aspect of it. But we, we all know, because we talked about last week, what was going on in that scene. Wanda's going crazy. I think the only thing that scene adds is the actual exchange, like the verbal exchange between Wanda and Geraldine Monica at this point, because we didn't see what Wanda said previously, besides like, who are you? And she notices the necklace. So mm -hmm. in this case, she says like, Geraldine responds with, I'm your neighbor. Mm -hmm. To which Wanda responds, you're not my neighbor, you're not my friend, you are a stranger and an outsider, and you are trespassing here. So I found that to be really interesting. So she obviously has a good sense of who's in the town and right. who truly belongs there. And I thought that was really interesting for her to call um, Monica, Geraldine, whatever, a trespasser when like realistically, Wanda, you took over an entire town, you are a trespasser. But this person is trespassing in your like vision of what's going on. Mm -hmm. so. Ah, was that a yeah? Segment? Use that word on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to say something before we moved on. Maybe I'm a little bit slow, but um, it seemed like Monica, like she wanted to say something about the real world, but she couldn't. Um, she was. I felt like she didn't really want to say neighbor at the end of her sense. I felt like she wanted to say more than that, but she couldn't. Um, again, that might just be just validation that again, Wanda is controlling everything. She might've been trying to like, like stop it. I don't want to hear it, you know? Um, so let's go back to Michelle's segue where she very artfully dropped in the word vision, um, which <laughs> happens to be one of the last scenes of this episode where Wanda looks back at vision and sees his head all f***ed in and shit. Um, for me, when I saw that, my heart kind of like shattered. Like really, they did a really excellent job of kind of taking you out of that entire illusion 
that they worked so hard to build up in the first three episodes where everything was perfect, full of whimsy. She looked back and, you know, colorless, head crushed in, um, really sad. Uh, what were your thoughts? To me, um, there was a sense of familiarity when she saw that right away. Mm-hmm. It's when she looks up and almost just looks down and is like, oh shit, you're not supposed to look like that. Which has yeah. me thinking, are through magic, are you just reanimating Vision's dead body? Like, yeah. are you f- a dead robot right now? <laughs> I don't know if I have anything to add to that specifically, but the thing I will say is the last song. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Child. Hendrix. Yeah, mm-hmm. the lyrics for that song are extremely telling. <laughs> Let me create an island for you. Let's just like, uh, I lost or I wasted time with you in this world. Let's just create a new world. Like it's literally explaining exactly what's happening. And I thought that was a really interesting choice, um, especially because that song came out in 68 and technically we're in the 70s. So I was like, okay, that's like time period appropriate. Um, I just thought that was really, really interesting because we haven't heard too much music besides like, I, the only one I remember is freaking Yakety Yak from the first yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, so this felt like a very poignant and very like, intentional addition it was put there on purpose okay so adding on to that uh you know i really do think that as lou said like she's just rematerializing vision um related to that one of the lyrics in that song is like if i don't meet you no more in this world then i'll meet you in the next one which is like doubly (laughs) so sad but yeah that's what i wanted to add that that was uh a good song choice for sure to kind of encapsulate everything that's happening. There was also yeah. something very uh, small I, that I don't know if you guys would have noticed because uh, during that the end the end scene where they, they both had the the one kid each and the mm-hmm. song came mm-hmm. in and they sat down. If you if you I was staring at Vision the whole time and he stares at the camera. There's there's a moment where it's like. Like it's almost like, what are you gonna do now? And then he stares yeah. right at you. If you go back to that scene, you can see him stare right at you. And I'm like, so he he also, other than being living dead, he kind of I feel like wants out of this. Like he knows that there's something wrong. Oh, there's an awareness there. For yeah, sure. there is an awareness. There. Um, I I felt it initially when he like she had that whole moment of seeing him dead, and then he approached her. He's like, we don't have to be here anymore. We can leave. Like if, subtle hints. If, yeah, mm-hmm. if he was a construct completely within her control, he wouldn't suggest that because she doesn't want to leave. She knows she can't. Do you know what I mean? So it yeah. felt like there is a piece there within him, whether it's him, whether it's somebody else controlling him, there's something in there that she doesn't have full control over. And I found that to be really interesting. So that final yeah. se- like segment really hurt. I hurt for him yeah. in that segment. I like that. Or maybe... Maybe it's also like maybe he's just fully dead and this is just his memory living on in her kind of being the more rational voice to tell her to snap out of it, right? Because he would kind of be that very true. Oh, he, that's he becomes, so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. He becomes well, Wanda's they did hammer in they did hammer in the fact that he's dead. Right. Because both sure. when Darcy and Jimmy saw him, they're like, wait, isn't he dead? Mm-hmm. And like they really like made a point of saying that. And obviously, we all knew that already, mm-hmm. but I think in reinforcing it, there's some extra layer there that there's something really not right. 
with the mm-hmm. fact that he's there, obviously. So. Yeah. Oh, well, we're kind of leaving our discussion on a little bit of a sad note, um, but we are done. That is our review for the fourth episode of WandaVision. Um, please like and subscribe to our channel, drop us a comment, let us know what you think about our crazy conspiracy theories, or help one of us or all of us to feel very um, validated about our crazy rambling. (laughs) Check our socials down below, and we will see you next week for our next review of WandaVision. Uh, Again, I am joined. Sorry, before we we really end that, uh, we have the, the giveaway. Oh, okay. Uh, we have the Funko Pop giveaway. Vision's not here, but he, he will be. So Germ already basically told you how you are entered and how you could win. Just like, subscribe, and add a comment. And yeah, as you were, Germ. I am joined by the lovely Lou and the lovely Michelle. <laughs> we will see you all next week for our 